Next up to bat, your five-star review for Two Men On, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friend of the show, we need 100 reviews. Why 100? I don't know. Just do it. So whatever you listen to our show on, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, leave us a review. It goes a long way to help improve the show. Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Oh, I do. I do. You're right, Van. It means the boys are live at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. And uh, what's the best day to be on the patio that I've ever been on a patio before my entire days of doing it? I think the best day to be on the patio at O'Neill's yes. is every day. Every day. day. That's, every day. Uh, that's actually a very good answer. I guess I wasn't quite ready for that energy. It's okay, buddy, buddy. I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, up until 630 tonight when this program turns over to the home of the Lady Lobos, J.J. Buck, bringing you the action tonight. Who, what's the game tonight, Michael? Who do the Lady Lobos got? They play UNLV in Vegas at 7 o'clock, pregame 630 right here. Well, you know, I'm going to say it right now first. I'm going to say it right here. UNLV's got it coming. Vegas, well, UNLV Vegas. is seven and one, and uh, the Lobos beat them here in Albuquerque a couple of weeks ago, and they're eight and zero. So it's going to be two of the best teams in the Mountain West. It's going to be really a good game. Well, I'm assuming Coach Bradbury kept the reins on the girls last night, didn't let them go to the strip, made them focus on basketball. So I predict a big win from the Lady Lobos again. Uh, I mean, it could be a big win. It could be a little win. As long as it's a win, here's what I'm predicting: seven and two. That's what the UNLV is going to end up being. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. That's how I feel about that. That's how. That's what. That's my energy on it, guys. I just. I just don't think they got a real shot there. No crosstalk tonight because it's difficult whenever we are on location and JJ is on location. But um, what do you think? Thoughts and prayers. We'll just assume he's sending his thoughts and prayers. Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. He's here in spirit. That's. Um, all right, I'll buy that. That's good enough. We can figure out them tech diffs, you know, make sure he gets on the show too when he's on the road. Uh, but, well, it, and it's only when we're on the road. So yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know the rule. There's technology involved with it that I don't understand. And if you don't understand it, I'll tell you what. It's not understandable. I don't have a shot at it. Van Nunley is alongside me at arm's length as we're on the patio here at O'Neill's. It's a heated patio, man. Yeah, it feels great out here. Yeah, this is I, – I got the jacket off. I feel good. And you can tell that if you're tuned into the live stream, which you can find on our social media, at TalkABQ, currently live streaming the program. But it, if you're like, hey, the live stream is nice, you know, seeing the boys on the live stream, that's a lot of fun. Here's the thing. Come see the boys in person. We're, yeah. here, we're here till 630 tonight. We're going to hang out the whole time. we got some fun guests coming to join us. Kim Kirshen will be here, Locker 505. So we're excited. We're going to hang out with her. We're going to have a lot of fun. Also, your friend, Blake, Blake Mitchum, who I like. I've only ever seen as a golf course. I don't sure. know. Sure. Yeah, but former NCAA basketball player, University of Ozarks and Arkansas Tech, and I believe uh, owns a local insurance company. He does. So, yeah, so that's actually unendorsed. I, f- I feel safer when he's around okay. because of I all the insurance. Don't don't know what that means. Okay. Really? But excited to have him on, so we're going to do very well with that. Uh, from the text, are Lady Lobos at 7. Yes, that is correct. So Lady Lobos at 7 tonight. Get ready to tune into that pregame Show at 6.30, J.J. Buck handling that. He's a world of talent. He's the best. He's near the top. Back at the John Lopez studio, 
Mike Vitale, how are you? I'm peachy, like Van would say. So, Aww. and I didn't even have a peach, so I'm I'm fine. Okay, well, that's, that's how good you're doing. That's a whole you're, thing there. You're peachy without without a peach infusion. That's right. Yeah. See, when you when you're not when you guys aren't here, you always bring me stuff, and I totally appreciate. it. Well, today I'm <laughs> oh, not happy no. because I'm expecting, it, and that's not right. So, Mikey, thank I'm you t- guys. I'm going to text somebody at the studio right now yeah. to make sure you are fed. That's the way it should be. Because I usually, that's usually my department. Well, and actually, actually, I had a donut, and I'm fine. A donut and a brownie, that, that's my nutrition. Yeah, Mike, you're, that's Mikey, not, your doctor is listening. You're not a child anymore. <laughs> True. I'm telling everyone you're yeah. only eating donuts and brownies on air. Ever since Michael got tall enough to get to the cookie cabinet, like, <laughs> this is not good, Michael. I don't nope. like this. I and, know. And so you know, so I said tall enough because so I grew up. Of a well, you're social, huge. I'm well, not. I am. Yes, but the I grew up a social, a certain socioeconomic status, right? Sure. So the home that I grew up in didn't have a pantry. What we had was top of the fridge. Nice. And yeah, because we grew up where we didn't uh, necessarily have room for a pantry in our home. Yeah. So all of the snacks were at the top of the fridge. And once you could reach the top of the fridge of your own, I mean, that was like a brand new world. Free for all, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, and I know you were a pantry guy, man. You grew up so fortunate enough to have a pantry. Pantry. In your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, born with a silver spoon in my yes. mouth. Yes, I'm going to put that on my list. So always have to pick heads. Grew up with your snacks on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. And, and he always a, dressed up for Hall- for uh, Halloween or I, Christmas. Yeah. Well, I also started on the bottom, but much like Drake, it, none of it was true. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us started at the yeah. bottom. You actually started out nice. exactly where you are. I No, I started off right in the middle and then by my own actions got to the bottom and then came back up. Michael, your so. childhood of snacks and sports, did that run like parallel? Was there when you were taken in, because you're a big hockey guy, you're a big, I know not as big of a baseball guy as some others, but big football guy. Did you have a routine, Michael, when you were coming up watching the sports and the food? Well, my grandfather had mob ties, so him and his bodyguard would always come by and always he'd have coffee and he'd always bring always bring donuts for me. Donuts, that's all. So I have an addiction with donuts and then there would always be pizza, real good the true real good original Italian type pizzas my grandmother would make and uh we'd sit there and watch Packer games. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, Fred, so- you're lucky that you didn't have a pantry. Okay. Because if you never had to grow up and reach the top of the fridge, you'd be five six right now. That's not how instead growth, of six. No, nope, that's not how growth works. That's not how it's, growth. Works. <laughs> no, it's, well, you probably stunt your growth. That's how giraffes Bad got food. long necks, Fred. All right, you, so you're thinking of goldfish and and, and koi fish and ponds. <laughs> like yeah. they only grow to a certain size. That's not the same. No, you don't get to pick what size you are. You just get what size you are. That's weird. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. I'm, oh, I'm going to text David Attenborough. Genetically speaking, I'm very aware. The gladiators are represented in the group text right now on the live stream. So thank you to them for being a part of the broadcast. Uh, Michael, my so we were just talking about like foods and his apparel. Because my question, Michael, is we're here at O'Neill's. I'm going to have to eat dinner. Like what is like what is the go-to tonight at O'Neill's? I had the meatloaf last time. I'm going to have to figure out a plan. Mashers and bangers. Yeah, that's always the answer. That's a me. good that's one. Super good. Right, Van? Yeah. Uh, Bangers and mash, actually, now that I'm here. Yep, okay. That's <laughs> just not as acceptable as it sounds. This is my last day of the week, friend of the show. I will be headed out tomorrow morning to St. Louis, Missouri, where this weekend I will take in the Royal Rumble as 30 men enter, one man leaves for a chance to headline WrestleMania. Same story, but for the ladies, um, or as I call it, that's when I take the bathroom break. Sure. Yeah, just I, I mean, what, what can we do? I can't watch 
There's two of them. That's too many. I just need the one. But I'll be out there all weekend long. I will return next Tuesday. So it's you and Robert tomorrow. And me and Robert Monday. And you and Robert Monday. But Allegedly. Yes. And then also tomorrow, though, a uh, fun special guest. So I, did you just get the confirmation text? I know yeah. we're kind of working up to the wire on it. Confirmation text just now. Okay. So joining you tomorrow is Bill Romanowski. NFL legend Bill Romanowski That'll is going to join the show. Yeah, former Oakland Raider, I think, at the time, or maybe L.A. Raider. I don't know which. Former San Francisco 49er. Correct and correct. Yeah, so that's going to be a good one. I've interviewed him one time before. Uh, world of personality. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm really excited. And obviously we'll spend some time with he. When we take the show on the road the week of the 7th as we head out to the Super Bowl, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and we'll start bringing you all the businesses and individuals in town that are going to be accompanying us, at least financially, on that trip because, I mean, these things don't just happen. Yeah, it's you free. Now you got to partner. we talked about our humble beginnings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still humble. Still very humble. Very humble. But fortunate we are to be working with. <laughs> Some in that. Um, I need to talk to you today about the biggest power move I've ever seen in the history of anything. Hit me. Coach's carousel, okay? This is a crazy year. So now that Sean Payton's out, that's nine openings. You are familiar with my love for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course. You know it because I love Sean Khan, because he hates staying cranky. Mm-hmm. I love Tony Khan, who owns AEW, the son of Sean Khan. Yes. You know the whole dynamic. Yeah. I now love Byron Leftwich more than I loved any head coach in the history of all head coaches. Are you ready for why? Hit me with it. All right, well, first off, are you thinking about getting a summer place in Jacksonville? Uh, I'm not going to tell you about what money I may or may not have put down <laughs> on a thing today. I'm not going to tell you that. What I am saying, though, is uh, Can I interest you in a timeshare, <laughs> yes. Mr. Slow? So, obviously, Byron Leftwich was he was in the front. He was the front runner for the job in Jacksonville. I obviously. called it months ago. Yes, you did. Yeah. And you say play quarterback there. Obviously, what he's done with Tom Brady. He's a guy that can take some Ackerman from experience as a player and a coach and apply that to Trevor Lawrence and create a really uh, creative and talented team. The problem with Jacksonville, as it was identified by Byron Leftwich, was the general manager. Sure. Okay. Byron Leftwich said, hey, Shad, get rid of the general manager, and I'm your guy. That kind of seems preposterous, right? It kind of seems like – a low probability that you'd be able to come into an office and just clean that house right away and bring in your own general manager. Well, Byron Leftwich called some of his friends, and by that I mean anyone who signed to coach the Broncos or anyone who, like, he called everyone else. He was like, all right, guys, sign your deals right now because I need to be the only guy available. Yeah. So to Jacksonville, he said, he said, uh, I'm the guy, I'm the one who's going to do it, and we're going to do it with my friend Adrian Wilson, and Jacksonville signed off on it today. The biggest power move I think I have ever seen from a head coach. The brass buttons on this mm-hmm. guy. No head coaching experience. Obviously, he's a great coordinator. So he he would have got a gig somewhere else, but Jacksonville, obviously the perfect fit. But the brass buttons on this guy yeah. to say, I'm in, you got to fire your GM. But also, do you think he called Hackett, or do you think, what's the other cat's name, Eberflus? Do you think he called these guys and were like, hey, sign your deals right now because I'm about to do this thing and there can be no other options? Do you, right. Or do you not think that was part of the no, I think he No, was, I think he was the guy from the get-go, and they just went through the motions by interviewing other people. I don't know a ton about Adrian Wilson. Like played safety in the league, is, right? is that the same guy, Michael? The same Adrian is it Wilson? The, is it the former safety? <laughs> I believe so. I'm I don't a, know a lot of Adrians. I mean, I also don't know. So, I mean, if you're Byron Leftwich, do you want the GM that hired Urban Meyer? Do you want any connection with that guy whatsoever? 
No. And by the way, nego- no. negotiation skills on Swole, by the way, because he came in hot. Because usually, like, your first round of negotiations, you don't get everything you want. They're just like, okay, I'll fire the GM that I chose. Yeah, it, it's absolutely longtime Arizona Cardinal Adrian Wilson. I mean, it's not even a coincidental name. This is the whole thing. Sweet. Yeah, it's. I, I, I'm just. I'm kind of blown away by the whole deal. I'm blown away by how it was handled. Uh, I like the idea of Shakan bringing in somebody can trust throughout the entirety of the process. And obviously, Leftwich and Wilson have a strong relationship, or yeah. they wouldn't be able to do this together. Um, but I'm telling you right now, I will give everyone a pass who wants to jump on the Jacksonville Jaguars train today, because you know I'm the conductor but I will allow you to get on the train today. Well, I got a whole off-season to think about it. I might be joining you depending on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. More coaching talk, more Aaron Rodgers talk when we get back, and then we're just 15 short minutes away from our friend Kim Kirsch in a locker number 505 joining us on the program to talk about what's going on in her world and her reaction to what I saw on social media as the best ever fundraiser this past weekend at the Sheraton Hotel. Yeah. Very excited about Suck that. Suck it, Dior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to David Busters for allowing us to bring the program to everyone. Thank you to John Lopez of Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. And thank you to Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. So, Michael, I know it's your first rejoin of the day, but this one makes sense to me. This is like, this is the Michael style I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah. Interpol. I like it all. Interpol? Yeah, that's the name that's of the group. That's too sexual. That's too sexual for me. No, it's too international. It's a good joke. It's a really good joke. <laughs> We're live from O'Neill's. Just spent the commercial break talking to a couple friends of the show, so it was kind of nice. I do like that when people come out. That's the whole point of being out. Let's hang out. Get out. Be out. Agreed. You know who really wants out? <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay. You don't say. <laughs> Good riddance. He just hates. Goodbye. He hates everyone who dedicated their life to him for the last 15 years. Well, 17. He hates them <laughs> so much. He doesn't care about you, Michael. He down. Well, at least I'm, I'm cognizant enough to know that he's never cared about me. Oh, he absolutely has never cared about you. Even though we both have very oh, strong gosh. mustaches. He's... Leroy Butler's, like, so happy he's the, like, most favorited Packer again. This is so good to me. I'm so very happy. (laughs) Everyone already hates Brett Favre. That's fine. Brett Favre left. He went to the other team. He did that weird stuff in New York. Aaron Rodgers, they're going to burn jerseys. It's going to be the whole thing. My cheeks hurt. I'm so happy from smiling. Brett Favre never went on an anti-vax, anti-government rant. Not publicly. When I say I said rant singularly. Excuse me, rants, uh, multiple rants. Brett Favre, like, even though, like, he sent wiener pics over his cell phone. Well, I mean, and that's very Got hooked on pills. He's still got, like, a everyman quality to him, right? I would agree. Yeah. But he didn't just call out the United States government and the whole health care system. And by the way, 87% of this country has had at least one vaccine shot. That is correct. So he's trying to appeal to 13% and growing smaller percentage of the country. Well, and the thing about that number of the percent of people who are choosing not to get the vaccine, uh, well, they're dying. Yes. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 they're dying. They're dying. Yeah, 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 they're dying. They're dying. Mm -hmm. Lots of people are getting COVID. Lots of people right now. At or near 3,000 people a day are getting COVID in New Mexico. The majority of them, the 
80-whatever percent it is with two vaccines, they're not dying. No, they're not dying. Aaron Rodgers is talking to the 13% and getting smaller crowds. I, I haven't seen the numbers in a couple weeks, but a couple weeks ago, yeah, 97% of people in the ICU were unvaccinated, UN right. unvaccinated. And of that 3%, comorbidities. Comorbidities. Other stuff going on. Right. Ooh. So Aaron Rodgers says, I got to get out. I'm going to go to the Broncos. Why did, what? He's going to go to the Broncos? Uh, he didn't say that. Well, that's what the Internet's saying. Yeah, the Internet's saying that. You want to know why? I do want to know why. The Denver Broncos just hired his offensive coordinator. They did. Turn the speculation up to 11. All right, tell me about this Hackett cat. I don't know much about him. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't even need his weed card in Colorado. It's, it's recreational there. You just treat yourself. Well, okay, I mean, it's probably recreational in Wisconsin. Michael, is it recreational in Wisconsin? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, well, but it's been recreational for years. Yeah, I mean, come on. Do they have, like, weed-infused cheese there in Wisconsin? I would assume. I would Wheeze? say cannabis cheese curds. That's yet to come, but it is coming. Are you talking about wheeze? I feel like wheeze exist. <laughs> the, the tronic? Hey, can I get a ham and wheeze, bro? <laughs> Can I see that B-side menu, please, with cheese curds? (laughs) Uh, B-side menu, this guy. What I need to do is look up to see if Aaron Rodgers is following this Hackett cat on social media and if this social media cat is following – or if Hackett's following Aaron Rodgers. Because that's that's about, like, the age and mentality that Aaron Rodgers is mentally. So if they are doing that, then I full-on believe he's going to Denver. Well, Hackett is going to be the coach in Denver. Cool. And then Hackett is going to hire – his quarterback coach, with Aaron Rodgers, also loves as his offensive coordinator. So they're each going to take a step up. They're each going to level up. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to, you know, keep dangling this carrot in front of us for a couple months and the, then finally say he wants out. And Devontae Adams is coming with him. Welcome to Denver. The Broncos have a history as well of, in John Elway, of bringing in quarterbacks who did it for a long time really well somewhere and winning one Super Bowl. Sure. And they're going to do that. Yes, they are. And also, uh, breaking news, Shailene Woodley owns a house in Boulder. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Michael, do you want me and Van to go 50-50 on your Aaron Rodgers Broncos jersey, or do you want us to crowdfund it, or what is best for you? I say uh, burn it for me, please. Yeah. See, Vital is a true fan. Vital's a real fan. He's going to be a Packers fan after all this. There's a lot of things that could happen. Now, if he none, has, of that, none of that's going to chase him away. Now, you guys, if he had two or three Super Bowls already, or like Eli Mann, or like Ben Roethlisberger, he had a couple, I'd, I'd take it. But he's got to start putting his mouth on the field and doing it, man. Well, here's the thing. He has no interest in the field. He has no interest in football whatsoever. In fact, he wasn't anti-vax until the Shailene Woodley, with her alternative medicines and approaches to life, got into his life and said, uh, take a look at me. Now take a look at the vaccine. Now take a look at me. Which one of those things do you want? And to be fair. And to be fair. To be fair. I'm on Team Aaron Rodgers for that decision. Cannot argue that one decision, but I would have lied to her. Okay. He, that's 12,000 thread count soft right there. Just tell your lady. You're Aaron Rodgers. You're a millionaire. You're one of the best to ever do it. You think a, just a, a lady is going to convince him not to get the vaccine? Yes, yes. Yeah, I absolutely believe that he is of the mental capacity to where if a pretty girl said that he would. 
I identify Aaron Rodgers 100% as that person. Well, you don't think, like, Alex Trebek can, like, the ghost of Christmas past at the foot of his bed? Aaron, what is get the vaccine? No. You don't think he would listen to him up first? No. I would 100% listen to Alex Trebek over Shailene Woodley. He, Alex Trebek is not McScrooging Aaron Rodgers Why right now. Why not? He needs help. And also this Hackett cat? Uh-huh. I feel insanely bad for him because he only got the job because he's going to bring Aaron Rodgers with him. Sure. The Broncos, he, did, he didn't get the job no. because of what he did against the Niners. Uh-uh. uh-uh. No football team is like, oh, you know what? Hackett, that's the guy. He's going to work really well with, um, you know, the kid we still got out of Missouri. You know the guy who keeps losing yeah. in the playoffs? We want that guy. Yeah. Do you, hey, do you guys know, can Hackett, uh, can he grow Teddy Bridgewater's hands? Can he make him bigger? No. No, he can't. He can bring in Aaron Rodgers. During the meeting, they said, what is the, like, hey, we're not trying to, like, like call you out or anything, McDog, but, like, you can bring Aaron, right? Because, like, we need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not trying to make it difficult or whatever, but, like, can you, actually, can you call him right now during this interview? Just put him on speaker and, like, say you are an authorized user on his account because we're not going to hire you if you don't. That's, that's how you know Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. Or you can't just ask him if he's going to Denver. You've got to ask him, hey, do you like John Elway and Peyton Manning's end of career arc? And Aaron's be like, yeah, man, I sure do. Yeah, he's got a, you know, he's got two or three years there left in the tank that are real good, and maybe a fourth year, you know, if we can really get him figured out physically and protect him well the offensive line. By the way, guys, four years is exactly how long it takes for me to cultivate a new quarterback to take over. And they're like, <laughs> this is brilliant. And no one's going to talk about Hackett like he's the man because he's not the man. He's the man that can get you to the man that is Aaron Rodgers. Here's sure. the problem. It don't get much more far left. It don't get much more more progressive. It doesn't get much more accepting of science than Denver, Colorado. Well, you're a little off there. Go ahead. Because outside of Denver and outside of the college towns, Aaron Rodgers is going to fit in perfectly in Colorado. He's not living in Silverton. Outside of Denver, outside of the college towns, uh-huh. that 13% of unvaccinated population, mm-hmm. a lot of them are there. So you're telling me he's in Grand Junction? Yeah. Nope. A lot of banjo playing uh-huh. out in the hills. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I disagree with what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that 13% is not going to go around the outside of the Rocky Mountains up to Denver to show up to support press conferences for Aaron Rodgers as he's being boycotted outside the Mile High Stadium. Well, I, I, get, I get it why they're bringing him in. Obviously, you want to get the last few years of a good, healthy, mm-hmm. productive Aaron Rodgers. Duh. But this coach has never proven that he could hack it. Okay. <laughs> Here's how the interview process went. Because they, they know what mentality they're dealing with with Aaron Rodgers, so they did the same thing with Hackett. So Elway sat down in front of him, and he slid a note on the table. And you remember when you are in junior high school, and it's like, do you like me, circle yes or no? Sure. And this one said, are you friends with Aaron Rodgers, circle yes or no? Yeah. And then Hackett circled yes, and he slid it back, and then they shook hands, and the deal was over. That was the interview. I, I'm assuming yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not re- – I have no retort because I also picture – the interview going exactly like that. How does Green Bay fan react to Jordan Love? Get rid of him. 
Was that? <laughs> oh, no, okay. really. I mean, look, you either know you got someone like a, a Mahomes right away. Remember, he performed brilliantly in that first season in Week 17. He beat the Broncos, and the people are like, who is this Mahomes guy? Well, the couple of times I've seen Love this this year – filling in for Rodgers, I felt like that's not the Mahomes. That, you know, he's not an elite type of quarterback is my point. I think he's got a shot. You get rid of him and get picks or something for him, but you got to move on from him. Well, you, you spent a first-round pick on him when no one else in the first round wanted him, so you're not going to get your pick back. There is that. You're probably True. not going to get a second-rounder either. I mean, third round for him I could see, but who wants him? I can't see him being an elite quarterback. Could be wrong. What does that do for you mentally if you're Hackett? And you're going into Denver, and it's hard. You know, it's hard to avoid social media. It's hard to avoid the newspaper. It's hard to avoid all that. And you're going to see posts, and you're going to see tweets that are saying, we got our guys. Because well, sure. no, Yeah, because no one is, we got our guy Hackett. It's, we got our guys Hackett, Rodgers, and Adams. Yeah. That's, you're never going to be in that position because of your skill set and talent. You're in that position of who you know. And that, to me, I think messes you up psychologically. Back to your Shailene Woodley comment. Do the Raiders hire Shailene Woodley as coach to make sure Aaron Rodgers goes to Vegas? (laughs) 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 Ah, That's so very good. Let's grab a break. When we get back, Kim Kirshner will join us. She is the executive director of Locker Number 505. We're going to talk about the fashion show they had last weekend and how much they were able to do in the community to help those in the community, and then obviously what's coming up here this spring with them and how our friends of the show can be a part of helping those. Thank you to I-9 Sports, the YMCA of Central New Mexico, O'Neill's, which we're currently at, and Electric Playhouse for allowing us to bring you the show today. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live from O'Neill's. I've been running this bit all week on how I don't know the rejoin music. And only now on Thursday has Michael played a song I'm familiar with. I don't know that one, actually. So it's the, Pearl Jam. You finally know one. Yeah. Well, I came in late. I, didn't, I put my headphones on a little late. I mean, Michael, it's like, it's like, come on here, guy. I'm like, I'm giving you all the hints or whatever. I'm just, I'm trying to be a better friend to you. Just, just need a little alternative rock. That's all I'm saying. Just send me donuts. You might get some more. That's a, Kim Kirshen of Locker 505 brought us cookies, yeah. and I will definitely bring some back to the studio right. when I drop this equipment off tonight. I, I won't because <laughs> I will be eating or giving them all away. So good luck with that. Kim Kirshen with us. Uh, welcome, friend. Ah, how are you guys? Doing well. Yeah, Locker 505 is doing some really cool stuff right now, and you did some really cool stuff last weekend that uh, I wasn't available for. I was in Las Vegas, New Mexico, not Nevada. Darn. Okay. And Van was in Denver. Well, I guess Denver is just Denver. There's just not, Denver. Yeah, it's yeah. just Denver. Is there another Denver? Ooh, there's a question. That is a good All one. Right. But you had a big fashion show this past Sunday at the Sheraton. We did. Yeah. And that's why I brought you cookies, because you guys missed the dessert bar okay. that we had with it. How was, how was the show, though? Because I saw some social media pictures, and it looked like a packed house, and it looked like you raised a ton of money, and it looked like you helped a lot of people. We did. Um, it was a packed house. Good. Um, the models were fabulous. Um, the people that came were generous, which is always Yes, important. Know, important for us um, we had lots of people that sponsored a child and what we asked was for four hundred dollars a child can come three times a year and get a week's worth of clothing oh 
And so we had several people that did that and some people that donated or that sponsored a couple kids. Love that. Three kids. Um, so that was fabulous. So you were, doing, was you, you were doing the Oprah move where it was you get a 501c3 receipt and you, you get a 501c3 oh, You get a 501c3 receipt. You betcha. You betcha. And, you know, we are a 501c3, and so I think that helps when people are donating. They feel like, you know, it's a tax deduction and, and stuff. So, But more than that, um, I think they, they got to see the clothes that the kids get. We yeah. had piles there, so they got to see this huge stack of clothing and everything the kids get. And I think that makes an impression on them. They're not just getting a pair of pants and a shirt and a pair of shoes. You know, they get four or five pairs of pants, five or six shirts, you know, a jacket, shoes, school supplies, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. And so I think that made an impression on people. Speaking of 501c3, here's a free advertisement for Craven Cookies and More. 10420 4th Street, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87114, 505-298-2597. One of the best cookies I've had in a while, so, so Kim, thank Kim, you. Yeah, Kim, do talk about that. Talk about some of not just the individuals who come out to your events, but some of the small businesses, some of the locally owned businesses, the locally franchised businesses that you're so fortunate to work with. Talk about that community of fellowship and as far as how they help you help others. Well, and that's huge for us. I mean, we survive because of the community, and I've said that over and over to, <laughs> excuse me, to you guys. Um, so Christy Mays Restaurant, we had their brownies. Yeah. Small cakes. My favorite restaurant, by the yeah. way. Yeah, Small so Cakes uh, donated 10 dozen mini cupcakes. Yes. Yes. Um, Let me do the math for Van real quick. So, Van, that's 10 times a dozen, and okay. a, dozen, a dozen is sling for 12. A regular dozen or a baker's dozen? Oh, good question. Regular dozen. Okay. okay. It was a baker's until Kim Kim was like. <laughs> I had a sample of all the yeah. different <laughs> so kinds. That's There's a million kinds. Yeah. So, that's, that's well over 1,000 muffins. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been bad at math since I met him. Yeah, well, I'm not great at math either, but that one I got. Okay. Um, so um, small cakes, Rude Boy cookies, um, just, um, you know, and then we had sponsors like La Salita Restaurant came on. It was mm-hmm. a sponsor. Um, we had uh, a realtors, Judy Lucero, who's a realtor in town that comes on and sponsor. Our security, our security company, TAS yep. um, Security, who has been very generous to us after we were broken into twice also was a a sponsor um so we had different agencies that were fabulous to us that donated to make this possible so our out of the pocket was minimal sheraton uptown golden yeah they were fabulous fabulous to us and matthews uh we had a text for uh eddie garcia from channel four um, for him to wear. That's a good-looking guy. Yeah, That's a good-looking guy. Yeah, and let me tell you, in a tux, it's yeah. even better. Um, so he looked fabulous. Um, uh, one of the designers, uh, Dara Romero, who's at Macy's. So Macy's is one of our big sponsors. Uh, I don't know if you got to meet Dara that day. She was the little one that was kind of running around helping me organize things when we were at Macy's. Um, anyway, she's a personal shopper, and so I went to her for my dress for Ooh. the event and stuff. Um, so it was great. You know, she didn't charge anything. She just goes out and finds, you know, stuff for you and yeah. says, here, try this on. This might look good. And you just stand in the dressing room and go, oh, thanks. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's really lovely. Um, so Macy's was a huge, huge sponsor um, for us as well. So that's what makes it possible for us to do these things. We didn't have to pay out $10,000, $15,000. We were able to pocket that money for the kids. So speaking of pocketing, ballpark, what were you able to raise to help some kids? 13000 Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
We are very, very excited about that. That was huge for us. Yeah. And that's, you know, we did a silent auction. We had some Billie Eilish stuff that was certainly yeah, uh, autograph stuff. Went right away. It went right away. It was pretty quick. Um, so that was, you know, all those little bits and pieces added up, and it made a huge, huge difference. Um, so I us. am super bummed I didn't get to make it. Obviously, the kiddos more important. I'm, and I get that. I have two boys. I get it. So beyond that, I am wildly jealous I didn't get to go to the fashion show. So who are, who are the – be in the fashion show, excuse me. Right. Who are the models? So they were from all over, but mostly local modeling agencies here in town. Um, we actually t- – I actually got to really talk to one afterwards. Uh, and she's a, actually a junior. Her name's Monica. She's a junior at UNM uh, in uh, chemistry. Engineering, chemistry. I, I would yes. have no idea. I've never taken that so, class in my life. So she's smart and cute. Okay. Right? How was the chemistry on the and runway? It question. was really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, and so, but she's, she's been in many a fashion show, so we got quite a, a compliment for her. She said this is absolutely one of the best Aww. fashion shows, most organized, best food, blah, 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 that she's ever been in. So, you know, we really felt uh, good about that. And the one thing I loved is our designers actually chose their models for the most part. Nice. And we had um, very young models to people that are my age as models, like in their 60s with gray hair and stuff. So it wasn't just all the very slanky what you see in Vogue necessarily. Right. It was all inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Which was fabulous. You know, there were short, there were short, tall, heavy, skinny. Yeah. Uh, one guy said, yeah, thicker than a snicker. I nice. don't, okay. No clue what that is. That, but so you're heavy set. Right? No, oh, that's me. Yeah. So yeah. thicker than a snicker. That's my new favorite saying. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was just everybody involved, but, but we didn't have Van. We only had two guys. So that was kind of Only sad. two guys. Yeah. So Van blew it because we would have had three. Had Classic man mess around. All right. So next, next year. Next year, I'm marking off the calendar. Nothing gets in the way of this. Cool. But okay. also, I recently learned they're taking thick Snickers. So I feel like I could be in as well. You yeah. could. Yeah. Because up until then, I thought it was, I thought it was no bears. No. You're in. <laughs> no. I got you. Thank you. There's a lot of jokes on this program that I'd. Shouldn't throw. I know, but so, the so, for, unfortunate <laughs> part is I get most yes. of them. That's the problem. <laughs> so as you, all right, so you wrapped up the big one. It's a big fundraiser, obviously, well over ten grand. Very excited about what you're doing to help kids. Is there a high and a momentum you get to ride this last week, or is it on to the next one? It's on to the next one, yeah. which is our golf tournament. And I brought you guys flyers for that tonight. Thank you. Brochures, Excellent. Because yeah. you guys promised. We both got a team. That you're, you're, you're in, and that's on April 23rd, right? It's in our calendar already. Yeah. We're in. So, um, and it's going to be at Sandia. Good. You know, and most people are really excited about the fact, even Van was like, yes. Love Sandia. Yeah. Great course. Yeah. So it's going to be at Sandia. They've been really good to us, really kind to us, really easy to work with. They've been really kind. Nick out there has been just fabulous to work with and stuff. So we're just, uh, unfortunately, it costs so much to clothe these kids, really, that we can't have a minute down we've always you know i feel like i walk sure. around with my hand out all the time you guys know that i'm always feel like i'm doing this um but it's for the kids no van i don't want a high five give me money <laughs> the money, money sir after after we let you go here bring me the flyer and we'll definitely read all the details when we come back from the break okay. but is it so what it's 100 bucks pop 120 bucks something like that so let's see it's 600 a team okay so what is that 150 dollars but if you register soon before the end of the month. Before the end of the month, then it's like $25 off per okay. player. So you've got to register quickly and stuff. But I think, you know, we're going to have food. 
you know, we're going to kind of do it up like we did the fashion show. Smart. We'll have food there for you guys. We're going to have, you know, swag bags. Yeah, whole experience. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have stuff like that. So we try to make it worth your time, worth your money. Um, Are you giving away golf balls, too? Because I always lose a couple at Sandia. That's a good yes. question. Yeah, yeah. I, lose, I always yes. lose a couple. Do you need us to call <laughs> Scott Cregan over at Graphic Connections and get some two-minute on golf balls? And yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, I feel like we could find that in the budget. I feel like we – That would be awesome. That would be fun. Just Hey, Scott, you know, it's Fred over at the show. You know, I call you every day or whatever, but – um, this time it's important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't just want your attention. <laughs> well, and I know Scott. Right? Yeah, he's very Great nice. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our kids kind of grew up together. Our boy, uh, two of our boys. So, so what you're saying is you want donations of business branded golf balls? Absolutely. Yeah, Anybody so do I. That, yeah, I mean, well, people love them, right? Or anything else that would go along with that. Like somebody wants to do teas or anything like that. Well, you know, put their verbiage or if someone logo on it. Those that are not interested in participating but interested in being a sponsor of the golf tournament or interested in giving any goods or services for you for any reason, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Locker505.org. Yeah. Shoot me an email. It's an easy, easy uh, website. It's a place on there. Contact us. It's easier than a phone number or anything. Cool. But you can Google us really easy, and our phone number's there. Our hours are there. So any support at all, you know, it all goes to the kids. As you know, we have a about a 92% rate of everything going to the kids. Well, well, you guys know I don't get a paycheck. I am very familiar, yeah. You know, so um, so that money's going elsewhere Love for, that. The, for the kids. So that's our goal. Kim Kirshen of Locker 505, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank, thank you to O'Neill's for letting you be out here. Yeah, I love O'Neill's. Yeah. I love those, you know, I love these nights because then it gives me an excuse to go ahead and stay. Yeah. Go ahead and eat. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> like I don't have to cook. Good food. What more can I ask for? Get to hang out with the boys. And I get to hang out with the boys. What Woo-woo. more could I ask for? When we get back, we're going to wrap up hour one of the broadcast today, and we're going to do that with a little Major League Baseball talk because there's a rule change. I guess not a rule change, a rule announcement in Minor League Baseball that caught me by surprise, man. Sure. Thank you to David Busters and John Lopez of Coldwell Banker Legacy and New Mexico Pinion for allowing us to be out today live from O'Neill's. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. So this one is OK Go. And their music is OK. But their YouTube videos go. Their videos kill. Yeah. They're the best in the business. And I couldn't tell you a single, couldn't tell you not even one lyric to the song. But I know from the, and they're just on the treadmills or whatever. Sure. They're all good. Yeah. They put the not core. Not as good as like the Tool videos. Remember the Claymation Tool videos? Oh, really yeah. They're trippy and heavy. I think those are like peak music video. But like. Internet sensation video, OK Go is it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're a, like a choreography slash internet film entity who also made music. You know, we were just talking about Meatloaf the other day when Meatloaf passed. I feel the same way about Meatloaf. Where Meatloaf was an actor who also sang. He did it all. Yeah. OK Go doesn't do it all, though. Like, they have songs. But I'm, I would never go see them in concert. If they do their videos live, I'll go see them in concert. <laughs> like if they get up on the treadmills? <laughs> yes. 
I do agree with that. We had uh, yesterday caught up with our very good friend Bob Nightingale, and we are talking a lot about baseball, but it was such a heavy and hot talk football day that we didn't really get a chance to dive much more into the Hall of Fame. We didn't really get a chance to dive much more into kind of the everything that was surrounding the big vote and, and all the excitement in sure. baseball. And then as we were like, okay, cool, let's hit on some baseball stuff today. And you found, Van, which I didn't know about, uh, but now I do, you found that minor league baseball – is not going to require vaccination? That is correct. Okay, so break this one down for me a little bit. Uh, I think they're just doing states' rights kind of thing, right? Like it's, it's up to the teams, it's up to the leagues, but minor league baseball as a whole is not going to require players to be vaccinated. Okay, and this one was interesting to me, and we saw it late into the day, but we want to make sure to mention it. So we didn't get a chance to reach out to the isotopes, which I, I, you will tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll make an effort with the isotopes to have someone on to kind of talk about how that impacts the team here. Because I think with my understanding of state mandates and being indoors, and, and I think it's just going to be easier for athlete. But do you feel like it's – what's the reasoning behind it for minor league baseball? What's the reasoning to not just have a blanket policy from top to bottom? Uh, well, I think it's just money. You don't think it's the Players Association? I, yeah, I don't think it's – I just think it's money. I don't think minor league baseball – wants to deal with all the logistical hassles of tracking every player and doing all this, they're just sloughing the responsibility onto the league or onto the team itself. Managers, coaches, and on-field staff must be quote-unquote up-to-date on COVID vaccinations to have in-person contact with players. Currently unvaccinated staff can get a shot before the start of the minor league spring training. Staff can avoid being vaccinated via, quote, only bona fide religious and medical exemptions. Not the same for athletes. So the players, no. Everyone in adjacency to the players, yes. Well, when they're on the field, it's pretty easy to social distance, right? I mean, I mean, traditionally in the game, yes. I mean, but they're going to be in the dugout, and they're going to be in the locker room, and they're going to be in the bus, and there's going to be some huge spreader events. In October, I think? So in October, Major League Baseball – was all right. So the league was reportedly really close to enacting a policy that would have mandated all minor league players to receive COVID nineteen vaccinations, and then it kind of died ever so briefly. Now the, the the idea, and then obviously the strike, so it hasn't come back to it. But for whatever reason, the strike, the lockout. But then after that, it's just okay. Do what you're doing at home, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's the vibe that I get. Also, that so many people are vaccinated now. Like, do you really want to track the last few people that are anti-vax? It's kind of like a cause and effect kind of situation, right? Like, you're not going to exhaust all these resources and waste all this money to have a new department of vaccination tracking in minor league baseball. Like, there's so many people to track down. And, and the way they roster hop and go back and forth yeah. would be so difficult well, logistically. It's, it's going to end up being a barrier to that one guy – where Major League Baseball is like, hey, we need you to come up. And Minor League Baseball is like, hey, that, that guy, he doesn't have the vaccination. And they're like, okay, give us the next guy. Yeah. Because we don't have time for him to get the shot and then maybe get the hangover effect of the shot. We need him for a spot start tomorrow. Sure. So, I don't know. I think if you're a player and you know what's best, if you're a team, I understand the reasoning behind it. Let's grab a break. Whenever we get back, it's the top of the hour. And we're like 30 short minutes from Blake Mitchum joining us on the program live here from O'Neill's. Thank you to the YMCA. Thank you to I-9 Sports and Electric Playhouse for letting us bring the show to you. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal.
Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Steeler Nation, the best fans in all of sports. Thank you for accepting and supporting me as your quarterback over the years. Football has been a gift, and I thank God for allowing me to play it. Surrounding me with great people and protecting me through to the end. Well, I mean, that was nice. I mean, that's a what? nice thing. Yeah, I thought there'd be more to that. What was the background music? Yeah, what was that, Michael? Was that supposed to be inspirational? Well, that was from his Twitter. He he announced oh. it via Twitter, and he had like this collage of all uh, pictures when he was a baby, all the way up until now, of him with a football. And so, still, yeah, still a baby, probably old baby. <laughs> what am I saying? For the Stillers, um, Ben Roethlisberger's done. Okay, saw that one coming. I mean, you know, if he stays healthy, keeps that arm in shape. Some teams might come calling next year, right? No. You don't think so? He's never been in shape. He's, like, physically speaking, he's the opposite of Tom Brady. I don't know. Oh, I do. He was a NFL quarterback for 16 years. Yeah, and him retiring single-handedly put an entire industry of walking boot companies out of business. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I think he's going to get, like, the Phillip Rivers treatment that, like, Sometime next year, some playoff team's quarterback's going to go down and like, hey, you know who's not all the way retired? Big Ben. Welcome back, buddy. No. Or no. when, when <laughs> Philip Rivers is there. Like, what are you when, doing? When There's Mike, no way. When Mike Tomlin can't convince Aaron Rodgers to come to town, he's like, you know what, Ben? We might have been a little too hasty on this. Come on back, buddy. Do you remember? When, come on back. Do you remember when he, like, clockwork – would just throw for 500 yards against the Colts once a year, and you were like, what is this weird stuff? <laughs> like, you're not that good. James Harrison won you a Super Bowl. I don't think I quite understand. Because that's, to me, Ben Roethlisberger's entire story. And Ben Roethlisberger's story is not Ben Roethlisberger on the football field. His story is off the football field. He's terrible. He's a bad person. Well, I think he's one of the, the good stories that he's kind of learned from it. Like, we haven't heard any, like, really bad Big Ben stories in a decade or so, right? Like, he's just stayed out of the public eye, minded his own, minded his own business, kept his hands to himself well, li literally this time. The thing that's the thing about what you're saying is if he worked with us at Cumulus or if he worked with friend of the show listening in the car right now, he doesn't work there anymore. Like, he was fortunate to have an exceptional skill set that allowed some things that he decided to do off the field uh, be able to be swept under the rug. Well, yeah, I know that's part of it. I mean, but that's <laughs> every upper echelon of any kind of employment. If you're that good, if you're that talented, if you're the top 1% of your profession, you're going to get away with some stuff. And that goes all the way from NFL quarterbacks and CEOs all the way down to, like, the best fry cook ever. If, like, you've never messed up a batch of fries in your whole life and the restaurant will crumble without your services, they still give you a little leeway. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, I'm hearing what you're saying. And I'm not saying he needs to be lambasted. I'm not saying because, hey, this is all public opinion stuff. Like, 
Like, everything that legally has happened in his life, like, he's fought and he's won. Like, sure. all that stuff. I'm just saying he has to be remembered for who he is. He should be remembered as he is. And I don't think it's fair at all to put him on the highest pedestal of two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback and, you know. Uh, First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, all that stuff. No, I don't see it that way. But also, I don't see him as the worst individual to ever live. I see him having made really poor decisions at parts of his life, and I've seen him be able to beat those things, and maybe because of his clout, that's a reason. Money. But I'm saying you recognize all those things. Because if you were to walk up to me right now here at O'Neill's as we're live broadcasting this program and say, uh, hey, Ben Roethlisberger, that, oh, that that fat guy that just, uh, like, like <laughs> assaults people, I'd be like, yeah, that's okay. That guy? Spot on. 505-246-0610. Steelers fan, call in and lambast Fred. Because I know you guys have a very short memory when it comes to Big Ben's behavior. That's, it does feel that way. Sure. That's because there's a lot of celebration out there, you know. And it's like I get why like players on the field did try to hurt him. Like, and he was hurt by other players. He sure. was he was not well liked. He was if if a few years goes by and Aaron Rodgers turns it around and quits being such an anti-vax weirdo, brings a trophy home, I'll be like, you know that Aaron Rodgers is a great guy. I mean, look what he did for the city. Look what he did for this organization. He was just going through some stuff. He learned from it. So, yeah, NFL fans, sports fans have very short memories. The best compliment I can give Ben Roethlisberger is he did more with less physical ability than anyone I've ever seen. Well, he kept the jersey letter name in business, that's for sure. That's 100%. Yeah. yeah. Longest name in the history of football. He at least has that. He would. All right, so you, you know when you were, like, playing Madden as a longest kid? Longest name, like, 13th longest rap sheet. <laughs> if him and Nomar Garcia-Para had, like, a jersey company. Jared Saltalamacchia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm at the point where it's um, good riddance and goodbye. I think that's my energy in Ben Roethlisberger. Cause I, and you know me, I'm not a guy who lets your performance on the field outweigh your existence as a person, and I'm definitely not the guy who separates the two. Sure. You are just one thing. Well no, well, no, I think I could separate it. I can move past it. Like, there's way more data that he hasn't done anything dumb in the past decade after his antics. You know, hey, Fred, you give me $100 million in my mid to late 20s, guess what I'm going to do? Make poor decisions. Yep. I haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger take it. Take advantage. I haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger react to those poor decisions the way that I deem excess are acceptable. That's my that's my opinion of it. Because even if you're in a situation, let's I'll use myself as an example. I don't want to lambast anyone. I've been in spots in my life where they're, you know, hey, this decision was made or or I did this thing, and what I do is I I absolutely apologize for that, or I try to improve on it, or I make it known to others that a lesson was learned, and that's not Ben Roethlisberger energy. I feel you there. Yeah. I feel you there. But I think enough time has elapsed and he hasn't done anything stupid in so long. Like, cause I'm a big second chance guy. I'm a big redemption story guy. Like, that's the story of America, right? I agree. Like, we learn from our lessons yeah. and move on with it and try to do better going forward. And Big Ben hasn't been in the news for anything horrible in a long time. It's just losing in the playoffs. So, basically – Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers are probably going to get an apartment together and have a sitcom <laughs> that turns into a rom-com, and they're twinsies. 
Vital, you've hated the Steelers for a long time. Specifically, you've hated Ben Roethlisberger. You happy to see him go? No, I like the I like. Look, I lived in Pittsburgh. I married a Pittsburgh girl for 16 years, so I lived there. So he hates. So them, yeah. I don't hate them because they love football, and I'm a big That's my favorite NFL, and they love you know the old teams, Bears, Packers. So the people are knowledgeable about their pro football there. So I loved it there. But, but Michael, I think they're delusional because if if the 2012 Ben Roethlisberger allegations were coming out in 2020, Ben Roethlisberger don't have a chance. No, there's no way. There's no Probably way. Probably no, not. Not with the rise of social media and like yeah. the outrage community and oh man, there's no way. Well, and, and you know, I'll give you. I'm not a fan of Deshaun Watson. I don't want Deshaun Watson anywhere near anything I'm doing. But I use a guy who like maybe had a little bit of a trouble pass, but it wasn't nearly to this extent. Like um, Jameis Winston. Jameis okay. Winston made some dumb decisions when he was a kid. Yeah. In college. Sure. And then he was like, "Oh my bad on this. Let me come and be a pro." And that's all Jameis Winston has done. Yeah. And that, to me, is the problem with Ben Roethlisberger, where Ben Roethlisberger, I think, not only never learned from, like, those weird decisions, I think he just got better at doing a job of hiding it. You know, and, like, his approach to the game wasn't my approach either. Like, if I, I really, obviously, I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. To me, Tom Brady, it's not even close. Sure. Tom Brady gets hurt. Tom Brady spends a million dollars a year yeah. on taking care of his body. Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt. Ben Roethlisberger just throws some ice on it. Like, that's the thing that's the thing. Well, let, let me ask you. So, Ben Roethlisberger got a, a, accused of those things. Yeah. Peyton Manning was accused of the exact same things mm-hmm. right around the same age. How come Peyton Manning doesn't have that same stigma around him that Big Ben does? College. Rose-colored glasses. Well, I think college is the difference, though. Because the stuff that happened at Tennessee and afterwards – and by the way, he was out of the gate, no. You know, he was like, that's not – that's not the deal. That's not how it went down. And then nothing ever again. And the Ben Roethlisberger thing was not that. The Ben Roethlisberger thing was, hey, I made some things, and maybe my interpretation of it wasn't their interpretation of it, but it definitely happened. And it wasn't a, hey, it's really important, people, that we identify consent. And it's really important, people, that we create an environment where everyone is comfortable in those settings. And it was none of that kind of energy. And, I, and to me, it just it speaks to your character. Because if you get in a situation where you can fight or flight, don't run from the problem. Put up a fight. Like put like like put as much effort into correcting it as you can, and also admit fault. And I just I don't identify Ben Roethlisberger as that guy. Okay, admitting fault is the hardest part for any guilty person, right? Regardless of your if you're famous, if you're a famous actor, musician, athlete, mm-hmm. if you're a millionaire, whatever, because you can't have that attached to your name. You can't publicly say you're guilty because you're guilty in the court of public opinion sure no matter what you can fight it and then be found not guilty and then move on and donate to a charity or volunteer or whatever but you see this over and over again when a prominent athlete musician actor whatever gets in trouble obviously they deny it obviously they have their side of the story obviously they fight it in court and depending what happens in court then that's when they own up to it or then that's when they say hey Never happened. I was in the clear the whole time. But also, here's $100,000 to your favorite charity. That's the way I see it playing out. I've read this stuff from the bathroom at the bar. And I, I'm familiar with the stories that was reported by the victim. I just can't bring myself around, and I haven't been able to in the last 12 years. And, like, those people that so blindly get behind are enthused to support 
people where there's enough context and information out there, contextually clues, that to me is that's a big red flag on understanding of people. And I would put that on my list of it's important to me that you had to pull your snacks off the top of the refrigerator. Like you have to be able to identify. Nice callback. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to be able to identify when an individual, regardless of their the quality they have at their job, that individual also has to be a good person for me to have them in my life. Well, I'm, I'm really excited that it's your first day in America and you get to learn about the legal system and how, you know, you have a leg up when you're rich and famous. I, I can't wait to explain this to you over the break. This should be a lot of fun. I don't have a single problem <laughs> in my life that I didn't create. <laughs> Thank you to Dave and Busters. Thank you to John Lopez, Coldwell Banker Legacy, for allowing us to be on the road today at O'Neill's and thinking to New Mexico Pinon because we got them on the table clock today, fam. Yeah, baby. Come out and see your boys. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to be here up until 630 when this broadcast becomes the Lady Lobos broadcast. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I don't know this one either. Van's favorite, Muse. Muse. The reason to do something, Van. The Muse. Your inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Muse, Starlight is the title track. We, we had some, fr- some friends of the show have come out. So the peanut gallery is here at O'Neill's. As we try to put it on, we're just getting laughed at. That's the thing about whenever friends of the show come out to the program. They, they, like, they cut it up with each other, and then we become targets. Because they've never met each other. Sure. But they all have an idea of us, and they know, they know we're bullseyes to throw darts at. So we deserve, we deserve all that is occurring. Right now, live from O'Neill's in, or excuse me, in the Northeast Heights, we're having a lot of fun. We're going to talk Byron Leftwich, but before we do, Kim Kirsch in the Locker 505 is still here, and she handed me, Van, one of the brochures for the Locker 505 Students Clothing Bank, inaugural four-person scramble golf outing with the silent auction. And uh, I'm going to tell you the thing that's jumping out to me about this flyer says inaugural. Because if you say first annual, I'm out. I'm not going. Yeah. It's all about the inaugural because I need proper verbiage For on sure. this. For sure. There is no first annual. That no. Doesn't, that doesn't exist. No. First annual is nothing. First annual is, you're confused, it's called inaugural. Inaugural. Yes. Inaugural means first. Thank you. First annual means it's just the first year in the history of the world. Yeah. Like which, it's the first, you haven't mm, even had a golf tournament yet because it's the first year of the yeah, world. And, and you're confused. No right. So that's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, let me make sure I got the date here. Saturday, April 23rd. It's an 11.30 a.m. registration and a 1.30 shotgun start. So I love the shotgun starts are back because uh, I hate COVID. And if you sign up before the end of the month, you're going to save a little bit of money. There's a Venmo option. There's a PayPal option. Come out and put your teams out. Also, a lot of sponsor opportunities. The, uh, they range from 2500 bucks all the way down to 150 bucks. And you know your boys are going to be a tee-off sponsor. We're definitely going to be a tee sponsor. What it doesn't say on here uh-huh. is uh, the costume contest or the best dressed contest. Yeah, okay. Most Noted. ridiculous dressed golfer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will be sponsoring that part. The thing that's the thing about the You guys the could thing, wear knickers. That would be funny. This High way, socks. Uh, yes. Easy not, with not the only, hard R. Yeah, I mean, come on now, Jeez, Michael. Vital. Figure it out. Come on. But, no, we will, yeah, we'll definitely be out there. We're going to laugh a lot and play a lot with this, and we'll make this available on our social media for everyone. But, yeah, San Diego's got a cool course. It's for a cool cause, and we're going to be out there with the team. And 
I don't know. Maybe we'll try to talk uh, Blake Mitchum into it whenever we have him on the show here in a little bit. See, yeah. Yeah, I know, he's a, I know he's a bit of a golfer fan. He is. That's where so, uh, me and Blake met was on the golf so course. So we'll try to talk him into that. We're going to have him out in, I don't know, just about 10 minutes, and we're going to talk about his life as a collegiate athlete and obviously what he's doing here in the community to help others. I wanted to circle back, man, to this Byron Leftwich talk, and I know obviously you're going to touch base tomorrow with Bill Romanowski on it, but I really like the move of going on Byron Leftwich. I really like the, the idea of having a Jacksonville guy. I really like the idea of going with the former player. I think this is the exact opposite of what has happened to the quarterback in New York. This, to me is the absolute best move because it's going to set Trevor Lawrence up for the most success that could possibly be had by a quarterback because, by the way, you got the head coach and the GM behind you to help, and you're not benching your best running back to set you up for failure. So I could not be more in on this move by Jacksonville and Shotcom. Yeah, you know, um, Van, a.k.a. the Oracle, a.k.a. Nostradamus, called this a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I told you Byron Leftwich was going to be the next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's an absolutely perfect hire. He's had nothing but success as the offensive coordinator of the Buccaneers. Right. He got gifted Tom Brady in a wonderful receiving core but he was responsible for Jameis Winston's best year of his career. And if you could have Jameis Winston have his best year of career, you can just stop your resume right there. The, the thing that's the thing to me on Leftwich coming in is before he's even in building on day one, he's making moves. Sure. You know, and I'm not saying I know the contract was, was dried with ink, but I know he said he wouldn't even put ink to paper. And that, to me, is kind of a complex thing to be able to call your shot that early and then get it. So no matter what happens in this offseason, no matter what happens at the draft, no matter what happens before day one of training camp, Byron Leftwich is already winning the fan base. The the GM move, yeah. switching GMs is such a power move because you want to come in like with your team, with your philosophy, with your guys. And, of course, you don't want to be attached to the GM who hired Urban Meyer. That's just a stain no. on your legacy. Well, and if you walk into, like, anyone's office, you run into Shotcon's office, you're like, hey, I think a pretty reasonable request here in Jacksonville is to win. That's the end of the conversation because before they didn't have that. And, again, I'm not saying you have to live this thing minute for minute of your life, but I'm saying you absolutely do at that level. You cannot Urban Meyer your way around cheating on your wife and and not playing your best players on the field and fighting with your ownership group and lying on social media. All that stuff, that gets you removed pretty quickly because there's only 32 guys in the world that are good enough to do this, and that's not true. There's probably a shade more, but there's only 32 guys that are allowed to do this. Sure. And you don't jeopardize that with action, behavior, or mindsets outside of the job. Yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. And he's always been a character guy. He's always been the favorite in the locker room. And he, like, he sweats out of his elbow that he works in his playbook so much. Yeah. Like, you've seen the, the crazy offenses that Tampa Bay runs. And maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't ready for an offense that Tom Brady can run, but he has the skill set. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, his level of talent at the same age as Tom Brady is night and day. If you, if That's you, a good point. If you gave me each of those guys at the same age, I'm going to pick Trevor Lawrence 100% of the time, and now he has this all-world quarterback, and he's got an owner that cares about winning. 
So they can just go bonkers with it now. It builds something out, too, because if you have a strong concept of the salary cap and you have a strong concept of how to build a roster, because the deal with Trevor Lawrence, you're only going to have the five years. And what you don't want to do is have that year come up at the end where you don't have him back. Yeah. Because you you want to sign that huge contract at the end of his five years. Once his rookie contract's up, you want to keep that guy. And I'm not saying you have to win the Super Bowl next year, but you have to be better than what they were this year. Not difficult. No, and the, the and, bar is very right. low. And by the way, you're gonna everything you're gonna add to this roster is going to benefit this roster. Sure. Like I mean, you're not gonna mess around and sign a, a dumb linebacker. You're not gonna draft a linebacker in the first round. You're gonna go out and get a skill position guy who's gonna be able to help your <laughs> offense. And I mean, and that's the approach, right? Because it's it's hey, year two. Uh, Lawrence, we're better. Year three, Lawrence, we're better. Year four, Lawrence, we're almost there. Hey, listen, we need to just get this contract thing out of the way. You know we're growing. You know we're in the right direction. Just put it down here for six more years, and that last year will really pay you out. And you're set, big dog. He signs it right there. And, I, and now the Jacksonville Jaguars are solidified for ten years. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I love telling you how wrong you are. Not this time. But you, but you hit it right on the head this time with – that bad taste in Trevor Lawrence's mouth from this Urban Meyer debacle, you have to wash out immediately if you want any chance of being a successful franchise and any chance of keeping him for the long haul. And if he didn't sign, the Jacksonville Jaguars would have been left with nothing. Yep. Got you there. Drop the mic. We're going to take a break just a minute early so we can get our friend Blake Mitchum in here to talk a little bit about playing collegiate basketball and then the transition into the world that's not pro sports after that because he's done an excellent job here in town. Your boys are enjoying the day. Thank you to I-9 Sports. Thank you to the YMCA Central New Mexico. Obviously, our friends at O'Neill's that are hosting us today and the Electric Playoffs where a note for the friends of the show, Wiffle ball and dodgeball starting in March. We've set up March start date with Electric Playhouse. So we'll be live from Electric Playhouse uh, like every week, and then we'll be getting weird and probably turning ankles. Let's be clear about one thing. They're not at the same time. We don't know. These are two different sports. Don't ruin. Wiffle ball and dodgeball separately. Allegedly. Uh, Okay. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live from O'Neill's. We're having a lot of fun with it. Some friends of the show are out, so we're laughing with them. Kim Kirchin's still here. She's just taking donations from anyone who walks up to her. That's okay. Good for you, Kim. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Just takes all the donations. It don't even matter. Live with us on the program. And we're very excited about this. Friend of the show now. So friend in real life, but now friend of the show. Slow. What is that? Fred Slow. Fred Slow. Friend of the show, Blake Mitchum, uh, Farmers Insurance, uh, but really of the links. Really of the links. Yes, my guy. Blake, welcome to it. Pull that mic a little closer to your mouth for me. Ah, uh, yes. Is that yeah, better? Yeah, welcome to the program. So, Blake, thanks for coming out. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of fun. And we were reaching out earlier because, you know, we, you know, we're live from here from O'Neill's, and we laugh a lot, and we play the game. But we were thinking, we haven't had Blake on yet. Blake's a former collegiate athlete. Blake's a guy who chose to live in Albuquerque. Blake's a guy who opened a business out here. Let's tell your story a little bit. So, welcome to the show, and welcome to our friends. Well, you know, thank you guys for having me. I didn't wake up this morning expecting to get on you guys' show <laughs> and uh, hang out with a good, a couple good buddies of mine, but I sure appreciate it. Uh, but long story short, I ended up out here. I uh, had a brother. He's playing football for the Lobos. Yeah. I had just graduated. Go ahead and drop a name. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. My brother, uh, Clayton Mitchum, he was a, he's a former quarterback for the Lobos. Right. Back the 13, 14 years, I believe. Uh, but the reason I ended up out here, I just I needed a fresh start, and I wanted to see what I could uh, make out of myself. I saw I came out here, slept on this couch for a little bit, got started uh, in the corporate world, did a trainee program. Now I own my own business, and uh, 
I, I, I just love it out here in the Southwest. I didn't, I didn't know what I was in for when I came out, but turns out I really do love it out here. Hey, you, you and Fred have Albuquerque as fresh starts in common. Because this is also a transplant yeah. right next to you. In very similar timeline. So whenever whenever both of our tall asses came out uh-huh. here, yeah, it was not it was not good for, for anyone in town. So so what are you saying? About six seven? Six seven. Six seven. Oh, six seven. No. All right. So what am I? About six six, so I'm looking up. You know, it depends on what you're wearing. If you're wearing your cowboy boots, you got yeah, me. No, I'm, I don't even own a pair. Right? Does, does, does Jordan make those? Because I would get one pair. Uh, formerly, obviously, of the University of the Ozarks, Arkansas Tech, but also played for the Bull Snakes here in town. Yes, yes. Shout out to Nick. Shout out to Devin. Shout yeah. out to Lamar. Uh, shout out to all the guys at the Bull Snakes. Um, we played a brief career out there, and uh, it was a good second chance out there. Uh, if you have a chance, go to my Facebook. Check out the documentary. It's out there. We, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time out there playing, and uh, it was a fun experience. Blake Mitchum, uh, formerly of the Bull Snakes, formerly of uh, collegiate basketball, but now business entrepreneur here in town and owner owner of a farmer's insurance. And this is an unpaid endorsement. Like we do, like we're not taking any money this from is you. Correct. Yeah, we're just we're here because yeah. we we like you and we like what you do for people in the community. So talk a little bit about that. Who who have you been able to help and what kind of connections does it help you grow in here in town? So you know we've we've been around for about four years now. Uh, four year anniversary is coming up here in uh, February. Um, I help people protect their assets. Yeah. Uh, from auto insurance, home insurance. Um, if you have a Landlord properties, HOAs, uh, apartment buildings, even uh, businesses. Uh, the best part about us is we're local, and um, so we can, we're able to provide uh, efficient, friendly, and uh, knowledgeable service. Can you get liability insurance for the things Van says? Because that's what we need. We need to be able to just keep this show safe from, from all the blasphemy he throws out there. You yeah, know, can you, you know, insure words? Because I do that a lot. If, if it's true, it's fine. As long as it's not libel and slanderous, you're good. <laughs> Okay. But we can protect you. In a court of law. Yeah, we got you. All right, you got me until the court Yeah, got you me. know, we even have the attorneys <laughs> help you out there. So we met through a mutual friend on the golf course. And Shout out JDB. Where, wherever, yeah, JDB. What's up, my dude? Wherever I go, Fred's the tallest person. When we go golfing, you're the tallest person. <laughs> how, how much harder is it to learn that swing when you're a foot above the ground than everybody else? You got an extra set of plus twos? Can I get those? Oh, man. So... It's, it's hard enough not being good to begin with. <laughs> uh, but, you know, actually get, after you get your clubs lengthened, you don't look as goofy, I guess. So um, I, I, the swing's coming along. Uh, but so is it something you've always – golf something you've always been interested in or you just pick it up late? Picked it up late. Picked it up late. Started. Picked it up late. Uh, started pretty much when I started my insurance company. Um, yeah. Do you think that competitive spirit that you used to have for basketball, like you replaced it with golf? Because you used to have that competition for years and years and years, <laughs> and then like you like you said, like you just retired, and now you got to replace it with something else. Is that hole for competition filled with golf now? Certainly, okay. certainly <laughs> filled with golf, especially during the pandemic. Especially during the pandemic, we all watched the MJ doc, and we all uh, got competitive yeah. out there. It's hard to play a free round, friendly round these days. Does, sure. does it always? Because I I don't know if I got the game down right. I don't know if I do, boys. Because I don't go out there for the com- competition of it. To me, it's just like a four-hour-long business meeting every time I go out there. To me, it's talk and shop. It's going over a million different ideas. It's who can we help in the community. Do you have that as well, or is it is it strictly going out there and just just hitting for really low stroke counts? No, it is not about the low yeah. stroke counts for me. It's about uh, what I've discovered. You know, when I first started going out and playing golf, you have to go out there by yourself. You don't have a group of buddies that are, are going to play with you. So uh, through that time, I've met a, a lot of people and, uh, done business with a lot of people on the course and just got to know and make, I believe, 
might be lifelong friends. I sure. love that. Sure. So here's the real reason we're having you on. We need to make you <laughs> a member of our foursome for the Locker 505 Student Clothing Bake Golf Scramble on April the 23rd. So go ahead and open up your Google Calendar. Let me see that it's empty right now. Oh, it's clear. Yeah, so we can slate you in. And also, we're going to lean on Farmers Insurance for a $150 T sponsor. So we're, those are the things that we're asking of Blake Mitchum today on the show to help Locker 505. No, you can, you can lock me in for that. Love that. Oh, love lock me love that. everything about that. But i got to find me a four. Yes. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you're done playing. You're done playing basketball for the for the most part. But you're, are you still you still checking out the Lobos regularly? You're an NBA guy? Do you still have fandom for it? Uh, a tad bit. I yeah. follow the Mavs. Um, I'm a LeBron fan. Same. Um, not as much with the Lakers. Okay, I'm sorry to hear. But that. Uh, yeah, LeBron. I got a couple jerseys in the closet. Is, is I mean, are you underselling it? Is it a lot of jerseys? Uh, yeah, a few. <laughs> <laughs> every jersey and every alternate, home and away, except the Lakers. Oh, you just couldn't stopped do, there. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. A too too front runnery for you. Yeah. You just can't do it. Yeah, although so- I'm a, a Cowboys fan, I, I couldn't go for the Lakers. They say we all are tied hand in hand for some reason. Yeah, I would agree no. with that. Yeah, yeah. Lakers, no. Cowboys, Yankees, and Duke. Is that right? It? Is that no, it right no, there? no. <laughs> Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. Uh, Texas Rangers, Cowboys. And uh, Mavs. I also, for whatever reason, feel like the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Hurricanes are tied, but I don't know if they actually are. But I feel like anyone I've ever come across who's like an adamant Chicago Bulls uh-huh. fan, for some reason, is always flashing the U. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, why? Why do you have this yeah. tie together? I guess they were both popular at the same time. Now, I really. grew up in yeah. Houston. That's exactly what is that it was. that what it is? Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Houston. Yeah. University of Houston. You know, Andre Ware was there. They were real good. But I was still a U kid just yeah. because of the popularity. Mm-hmm. Don't make no sense. And yeah. the sweet, sweet starter jackets. You're a little edgy, done. though. You're a little edgy. We're getting ready, Blake, to go to the Super Bowl next week. Two weeks from now, we're headed out to the Super Bowl. And what we're going to do is we're going to sit down with a lot of individuals of fame and fortune and everything that goes with that. Uh, but what we're going to do is talk about Albuquerque. So what I want to ask you is, you made Albuquerque your home. What are some things that we should spotlight with people that we meet while we're at the Super Bowl. What about Albuquerque to you has jumped out to make it your forever place? Oh, man. Ooh, just one thing, huh? Yeah, well, I, do, I mean, I mean give me, don't just say the food because yeah. everyone says the no, food. No, I always say the food. No. <laughs> um, but I would say there's a lot of opportunity out here. Yeah. Uh, for people who are um, not, who think outside the box, um, there's acting careers. There's, you can start your own podcast. There's a, just I believe a, a different culture that you don't get anywhere else um, in the country. So it's a unique place. I would agree completely with that. Underrated. Very underrated. Blake, we got to grab a break before we do, though. Uh, give us all your contact information and give us that little pitch on farmers and why it's important to make sure you're working with someone you know and trust from your community. Uh, yes. So Blake Mitchum Agency, uh, we're located um, on Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho. Uh, the address is 3751 Southern Boulevard, uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Phone number 505-365-1314. And like I said earlier, you're going to get friendly, efficient, and uh, knowledgeable service from a local agent. And you're going to get a sit-down with Van in early April because my insurance lapses in March. So I'm excited for that appointment. We look forward to it. We look forward to it. If everything that he said is true, I will back it up very (laughs) soon. (laughs) Within about 90 days. The jury's (laughs) out for now, but I would believe him because he's one of the best dudes I know. Blake Mitchum, former bull snake and your farmer's insurance representative. Thank you for taking the time today. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Whenever we we get back, we will wrap up this hour with a little, uh, what do you want to do, man, a little more Major League Baseball talk? Let's talk Hoff. 
NFL picks and then the varsity to end the program. The boys are live from O'Neill's. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. You know this one? No. What twang is this? Woo? It's not woo twang. <laughs> Wait till the rapper comes on. <laughs> Your boys are live at O'Neill's. We're able to be at O'Neill's because of our partnership with the YMCA Central New Mexico. They uh, had a big board meeting today. Board meeting went well. The YMCA is doing well. And obviously, we got a couple cool fundraisers coming up, including our. We're going to have a big uh, Top Golf. We're going to do Top Golf. Another Top Golf yeah. tournament. The inaugural, not first annual. Yeah. Went great. Yes. Uh, raised a lot of money, helped a lot of kids. And we have an, another one. And stay tuned, but we have it penciled in for July 21st. Like that. So we're going to do that for certain. Yeah. And then I know we have uh, we have an April fundraiser planned too, but we're not taking the uh, we're not taking the top off that present yet. So it's a secret. We'll, yeah, we'll deliver that when we can. Top secret. I know we were talking about David Ortiz yesterday with a friend of the show Bob Nightingale and him getting in to the Hall of Fame. We were talking about you know does this really make sense? Obviously, some of the guys that are quote unquote disgraced really. Well, they they just kind of dwarf him in numbers and all the way. Um, but you have a take on it, Ben. You have, you have you have a strong opinion. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do. I mean, I've always been let Barry Bonds in the Hall guy. Even well, not first ballot. I think you should have punished him by not being a first ballot Hall of Famer. David Ortiz. No, 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 not David Ortiz. Barry Bonds. I think Barry Bonds should have been in his second year because you know you can. I'm a, I I say it all the time on the show when we talk about. Hall of Fame and steroid allegations. I think you've got to have the asterisk wing or the steroid wing of the Hall of Fame where, you know, everyone who goes to the Hall of Fame for years and years to come can get educated on this period of time and how so many people were taking steroids, et cetera, et cetera. But as a baseball player, even before he started doing steroids, Barry Bonds would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Same thing with Roger Clemens, and the same, same thing about a lot of these guys who are caught up in this. And this is not to take away from the celebration of, of David Big Poppy Ortiz. I love Big Poppy. I'm a Big Poppy guy. Sure. 100% he's a first ballot Allegedly a cheater. I got a stat for you, Fred. I I'm got a stat for you, loyal listener. I got a stat for you, friend of the show. Okay? I'm ready. Give it to me. David Ortiz. His career on base percentage was 380. Okay. That means almost four times out of ten, this baseball player was on the base about to score a run. That's very good. 380 is very good. Okay. Barry Bonds' career on base percentage, and listen up to this part, if you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs is 384. You hear what I said? If you take away all of Barry Bonds' home runs and turn them into outs, he still has a better on-base percentage than David Ortiz. If that's not evidence enough that this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame, I don't know what else to tell you. It doesn't matter what happened on the field. That's the problem. It does. Like that's what it. That's what the Hall of Fame is for. Yeah, and that's to where, celebrate your accomplishments on the field. That's where it gets weird to me with the voter because I think they claim otherwise, but it never really works out that way. Sure. And it's you know it's and I talk about this every time we talk about a Hall of Fame, and you know you and I will go to the 
Hall of Fame uh, announcement at the Super Bowl, you know, in, in two weeks, and, and we'll look at the guys that they bring in there, and, and that conversation will be like, is this person famous enough? Because to me, that's what it is. It's the Hall of Famous. It's, right. Yeah, it's not the Hall of Very Good Baseball Players. Right. And there's just not a more famous baseball player than Barry Bonds. Sure. Yeah. They, and, you know, we Adrian Beltre and Todd Helton are probably the ones for next year. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're not famous enough. Their numbers were good, but their numbers aren't good enough to get them in solo, and they're definitely not famous enough. And that's why within, like, 2025, 2024, whatever year that'll be, a guy like Ichiro – who might be the most famous baseball player on the planet. In the world. Yeah. He gets in with 100% of the vote because he's very famous. And that, to me, I think is the key difference where if you're, going to, if you're going to qualify by stuff off the field, to me, fame level, then you absolutely put Barry Bonds in no matter what. And that's where I get lost on it, where it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't, you can't say go left but then go right every time because that is, um, well, it's not fair. To the pan- it's not fair to anyone being subjected to the panel. And by the way, I don't care about the Hall of Fame. Well, I, I do because I care so much about baseball. And you know baseball cares so much about history. It's the oldest game in this country. And I think it's very important that the Hall of Fame actually represents the sport. And I don't think keeping these guys out of the Hall of Fame is representative of the sport. Because let's, let's say hypothetically – that I have an unnamed source okay. that told me during that time uh-huh. everyone was doing it. And when he says everyone, he doesn't mean 100%. He means everyone that he knew. You're talking about Jose Canseco. Was taking something. No, I'm not talking about Jose Canseco. He was but saying that. He told me that everyone was doing it. And the elite baseball players, while they didn't think they needed it, they were seeing guys who were quadruple-A baseball players. Correct. Who were at the end of the bench, at the end of the roster. D. Gordon. Turn into everyday players, turn into all-stars. And they felt their job security, they felt their legacy slipping away, so they started doing it too. And I know this is the cliche, if everyone was jumping off a bridge, would you do it? No, that's not the argument. But if your livelihood is at stake, if you're going to lose millions of dollars for your performance by not taking this, I think a lot of people would feel the pressure to do it. And that's the culture they were playing through. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they fell on the sword for the whole generation. From the live chat, Ortiz's head didn't double in size like Bonds did. However, I think he should be in. Well, I, I tell you what, I yes, Ortiz should be in. But because he's in, Bonds should also be in. Yeah, I think he meant Bonds should be in. But, yeah, I get this sentiment. It's yeah, it's it's insanely frustrating me. And you're correct. I mean, you're right in all these different ways. To where and D Gordon's a good example because he played here and people are familiar with him. D Gordon got to that level, cheated, cheated relentlessly. Yeah, got paid, and then got a little slap on the wrist. Didn't cheat anymore. Wasn't the player he was. Sure. And that's how you do it because that's sure. what gets you eighty million D Gordon dollars. Yeah. And now he's got generational money. Yep. And he doesn't lose an hour of sleep zero for his choices. Nope. I well, mean, his liver and kidneys might when he's older, but, I mean, he's not going to lose any sleep. He got paid. He got famous. He got fans around the world. Like, it's hard to make that argument. I don't know if there is an argument. I don't know if there is an argument that says because you cheat, you're not in. 
I just, I just don't see it. I don't. In the obvious other ones, you know, are Pete Rose. You know, it's, you know, there's a, like, they all get in because it's the Hall of Famous. Okay, I mean, if you're going to do the standard of doing steroids, there's people in the hall right now who've been busted for steroids and they're not taking them out. Are you going to do the same thing for people in the '60s and '70s who pop greenies, who took am, uh, amphetamines to let their bodies get through this long, arduous baseball? season it's a conversation we start today and we'll have to finish another time because it's six o'clock we're going to do our nfl picks as i'm off for the weekend and i'm excited to preview the big matchups we've had such a very good two hours here at o'neill's top of the hour when we get back two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal back on the program and mike sorry we were late coming back a lot of friends of the show out and that's okay there's a lot of people back there there are kind of a lot of people back here. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you hear it now? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it coming over the microphone? No, you really can tell. hear it. It's, it's getting louder every I'm, hour. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, like the like four to four thirty, it's just us and our guests. Yes. And then the second five o'clock hits. This place is shoulder to shoulder. Super happy, super fed, and super watered people here. Yeah, this is going very well. I just had some sort of. Uh, when I say water, I mean alcohol. Yes. I well, I knew what you meant. Yeah. All right, Van, you want to do predictions or bold predictions for this upcoming weekend? Uh, flip a coin. All right, bold. Because you know I picked heads on the coin yes, flip. I know. I was waiting so. for it. <laughs> I think I have strong belief that this game between the Chiefs and the Bengals will have more passing yards than any playoff game ever. What's your opinion on that? That's a very good, bold prediction. Yes. Joe Burrow has had what? Four, 400 yard games in a row oh you're saying it's pretty good 470 percent completion percentage games in a row oh you're saying he's pretty good and then the guy on the other side of the ball just so happens to be patrick mahomes mm-hmm. that's a very good prediction my are, friend are you going to take the over of 800 yards 800 yards that's a good bet that's a good prop bet it's not an over under for me it's the odds i get on it what are the odds? What am I taking? Three to one, two and a half to one, four to one? One to one straight up with me. I will one to one straight up with you? Yep. Under. Okay. Okay. I'm go- I, I just think it has strong possibility because I don't see the run games here. I think Mixon is the best running back that was in the playoffs overall. I just think he is. But I don't think that either of these offenses are going to go – they're, they're not going to go away from the girl they brought to the dance. And there's no reason to try to be cute and surprise the other team and get into a running the clock down, we hope yeah. possess it, blah, blah, blah. Also, the texter hates Ben Roethlisberger. How, how did they win? How did the Bengals win the last time? Yeah, good point. Threw it all over the field. Friend of the show, John joining us as we are live from O'Neill's, but he's on the phone line. John, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine here, drinking some ultras. But, hey, you know what? I agree with what you guys were saying earlier. At the point when all these guys were on steroids, hitting home runs, and making the game great again, you know what? Why are they discriminating against the guys that weren't being great, that were doing steroids? It was rampant. It was all through the system. And the summer, these guys the summer actually brought the game back to be an interesting point, and now they're holding him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's crazy. Pete Rose only bet on his own team. I mean, come on. No, he I agree on his completely. Own team. He was just that confident in himself. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right, and I agree with you completely, and, and thanks for the call. But, I mean, are you going to take away from the guys in the 60s and 70s because they were taking amphetamines? Like, do you retroactively pull these guys from the hall, well, too? It, it's a double standard set by the writers. Yeah. It, so the, the same writers who vote these guys in the Hall of Fame were the same writers who ignored the steroid controversy blind and eye. let it happen. Just blind eyes. Yeah, they just let and, it happen. And I'll tell you right now, they were turning a blind eye because the summer of 98 saved baseball. Sure. Because after the 94 strike, no one cared about baseball. Fred, what are you talking about? I cared about baseball. You know what? Me too. Me too. I cared about baseball. But America did not. You cared about baseball. Friend of the show, John, cared about baseball. America did not care about baseball. They did and, then. And McGuire Sosa doing that McGuire Sosa thing, and you know I have a St. Louis bias, but – it wouldn't be the game it is without that. And and because of that, baseball writer knew they were in trouble. You wanted to keep being a beat writer and traveling with the team. And to do that, you had to write the stories that people were interested in. And people only got interested in baseball again after the summer of 98. Sure. I mean, a, a plant doesn't grow if you don't water it. No. And they watered the hell out of it during Super that water. era. I, uh, so often with like when friends of the show reach out and I'm like, I'm like, hey, let's be on topic. We're talking football. But for real, interrupt the program at baseball anytime. Sure. Like I have zero, zero issue with that. Well, it was, it's going to be a long summer. I'm talk, a call fan. and talk baseball whenever you want. Every time. <sighs> Travis Kelsey really going to solidify himself as one of the greatest playoff performers ever this weekend? Is, is this because I think he's, you know, he's the same age as Brock Murkowski. You know, he's older than you think. Sure. He's been doing this game a while. And he's got a chance to hit some Jerry Rice-style numbers. Okay. So, he has seven career playoff games with 100 more receiving yards. Strong work. Number two all time. You know who's got number one? Jerry Rice. Yeah, and he can, he can tie that right now. And that's the thing where it's like he goes up, he brings him down, he gets touchdowns. He's, I mean, he's just a top-tier dude. So, that's my bold prediction. Travis Kelsey puts himself in that conversation of playoff performers all time this weekend. And then breaks it. In the Super Bowl. Because I think because of all the passing that's going to happen, I think it could be touchdowns. It could be receiving yards. But the offense now is styled in a way, and these two teams are going to play till they both score over 50 points. So, to me, in a loss, because they're not going to play in the Super Bowl because the Bengals are going to prevail this weekend, that Travis Kelsey solidifies himself as one of the greatest playoff performers of all time. All right, he's upper echelon talented. He's in a class. He was in a class of his own for a few years, mm -hmm. but – you can make a case for Kittle. You can make a case for Andrews. But, like, since Antonio Gates is gone, he's been the guy in the NFL, and he has not disappointed as long as he's healthy. I, it's, it's hard for me not to just outright pick the Chiefs because I'm a huge Joe Burrow mark. Have been your whole – yeah, the whole time he's been here. He's, he's, so, he's so good. He's so talented. And he like, has such a big personality. I think that swagger is absolutely phenomenal. Like, I can't not root for this guy, but I don't see a path where he doesn't win. Excuse me, or Mahomes doesn't oh, win. Oh, I understand. Doesn't, Mahomes doesn't win the matchup. I think my last big bold prediction for this upcoming weekend is the 49ers upset the Rams. Well, I mean, is it an upset? Favorite at home are the Rams by three and a half. Yeah, but that's, I mean... Home field advantage in Vegas is three points, right? That's a good point. So you're half a point favorite. That's not a favorite. The Niners have beat the Rams six games in a row. Like The Rams being a favorite is, is hard for me to say out loud. Even though I pick the Rams and I think the Rams will win, 
their their roster is just too talented and the, the Niners two wins against them this year a lot of it was very situational but I don't know if that's that bold I think that's just a good pick picking the Niners and you feel that way because you were so disheartened by the end of the Rams effort last week and you don't think that that team has that killer mentality in them aside from Matt Stafford finding that long pass to Cooper Cup which I cannot discredit that one play at the end saved it they shouldn't have been in that position well I mean well Tom Brady sold his soul to the devil so long ago yeah it's been a while that you know I think the devil forgot about him he forgot a couple bounces like the devil started watching at halftime and he's like oh wait my dude Brady's going hold on we need some more fumbles we need a bad snap (laughs) we need some more penalties let's get my boy Brady's back but Satan should have started watching at the beginning of the game instead of halftime so didn't get that chance to come back it looks as if the NFL MVP will be Aaron Rodgers, but it looks like the Offensive Player of the Year will be Cooper Cup. He better be. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It does? Yeah. I think they have to be the same. I don't. If, if you say, like, most outstanding offensive player, Offensive Player of the Year, yeah, whatever verbiage you want to use, that makes sense. But most valuable player, I don't think Cooper Cup is the most valuable player. Is, are the Green Bay Packers still playing football in the championship weekend? That is uh, that's a no. Okay. Are the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis County near Anaheim still playing oh, football on. in the championship weekend? Well, why not Aaron Donald? Well, he plays defense. Aaron Donald's a better player than Cooper Cup. Oh, he is not. Aaron Donald is far superior Aaron Donald to is all dominating. other. All, Aaron Donald is far superior to all other defensive linemen in a way that Cooper Cup is not better than all other receivers. Hold on one second. So Look. if we're talking most valuable player, <laughs> if you take Aaron Donald out of that defense, it falls apart. Let me you Google take Cooper who that Cup is. out of this offense. They're not falling apart. There is no offense. He literally won the game. They would be out already like the Green Bay Packers are with their not MVP quarterback. Oh, can Aaron Donald throw that pass to Cooper Cup? No, it was Matt Stafford. Why is it Matt Stafford the MVP? <laughs> well, he ain't Cooper Cup. You could put any quarterback on that Los Angeles team. That'd be a team exactly where they are right now. Oh, you mean like Jared Goff the last two years? I think Jared Goff could have got him there. No he way. Got, he got him there three no. years ago. Got him there three years ago. No. What's the problem? Well, not and you look and look what happened to him. That was sure. a disaster. So he, had, he did not throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a tough day to win. <laughs> it's hard to get there in the first place, and then what you do once you're there, I, I mean, I understand that completely. All I'm saying is they're the same. Whoever wins the one has to win the other, and that's why it had to be Cooper Cup. And I'm not saying there's, like, a conspiracy against Aaron Rodgers like he's saying, but he did not actually win NFL MVP. He's not the NFL MVP. It's Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup should be the offensive player of the year, and Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP of the year. Because it's a regular season award. Aaron Rodgers was the most valuable player in the regular season. The M- the MVP right now of the NBA is Joel Embiid. No doubt in my mind. Nikola Jochic. <sighs> no. No. Says every statistical metric no. on earth, Nikola is the best player. Cool. He don't play in the garbage that is the 76ers and dealing with everything that exists over there and being able to thrive regardless well i mean that's a really good point like how bad the organization is and that's what i'm saying about cooper cup because that's how bad matt stafford is yeah but there's like 25 other bad organizations and like three good ones aaron Rodgers has Devontae adams aaron Rodgers 
had an offensive coordinator who obviously they're best friends with and set it up so that he could pad the numbers on goal line attempts and no running backs, including your boy Aaron Jones, are able to score from very necessarily close yardage. And Aaron Rodgers is favored to do all those things because he'll throw a fit in the film room if he doesn't get the call. Okay, on the other side of that coin, Cooper Cup has Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, and Odell Beckham Jr. to take coverage away from him. So he gets one-on-ones, and Matthew Stafford just gets to chunk it up to him. You're literally supporting my case because Cooper Cup has made those (laughs) other wide receivers relevant because they were not relevant before. So Cooper Cup being able to draw double teams and being able to force Matt Stafford with his licorice arm to go short or underneath to someone, that is why those guys have had any success that aren't Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is the NFL MVP. Vital, can we go to break? I gotta check Fred for a stroke real quick. So yeah, I wish, I wish right. you'd yeah call he's, call he's EMTs. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's not right. We're able to go to break because <laughs> we're able to have this program. Thank you, Doc. Thanks to I nine Sports and the YMCA of Central New Mexico, alongside the Electric Playhouse. So they got a lot of good partners here. Got a we're lot, very fortunate. A lot of really good partners. Where we get back, we'll wrap this one up and hand it off to the Lady Lobos. We're two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Back live from O'Neill's. Thank you to Dave and Busters, who's been a partner of the show since day one. Thank you to John Lopez, Coldwell Banker Legacy, who is able to allow us to be out here. Thank you to New Mexico Pinion, who's, uh, well, they're on the front of the table today, Van. They're on two of my favorite T-shirts. Nice. Yes. Super nice. Thank you to I-9 Sports. Normally in the final segment, we do the I-9 Varsity. We're not doing the Varsity today because, uh, well, we just got kind of distracted and never really did it. So we're not doing the Varsity today. Well, we're we're pretty prolific. We're pretty verbose. Yeah. So every once in a while, it's going to slip. So reach out, though, to I-9 Sports if you have interest in connecting your toddler, youth, or uh, up-and-comer about learning the fundamentals of really any sport. They kind of do them all. Uh, I-9 Sports servicing not just Albuquerque, but Rio Rancho and uh, Edgewood. League Office 280 at I-9sports.com, 505-312-4999. The YMCA of Central New Mexico we talked about, obviously, earlier in the program. We're going to do a big fundraising event for them with Top Golf, and that will be coming up in when, Van? June, uh, July 21st. And our Wiffle Ball and Dodgeball Leagues, the Electric Playoffs, are kicking off in March, and we're going to have registration and kind of all the hype for that coming up as well. And then, obviously, thank you to O'Neill's for hosting us today. All right, Van, we did bold predictions. Now we're going to do actual predictions. Okay. Kansas City is favored at home by seven, and the over-under is 54-and-a-half. What do you think about that matchup and where you put in your money? You're not going to believe me when I say this. Okay. But I like the Bengals and the under. And that sounds insane. Yeah, I agree. That sounds sounds insane. Insane. The over under of 54.5, I am easily taking the over, and I'm also with the spread taking Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati plus seven is bonkers. Bonkers. Considering they just won three weeks ago. Yes. This, to me, seems like Vegas is trying to get me. To put money where I shouldn't so they can change the line a little bit later and bring it back. I'm not smart yeah. enough to say I know all the angles and tricks of that, but I am smart to say I know when I see easy money and I think it's Cincinnati on the road. Michael, who you got? Sorry, I was on the phone. What was that again? I'm who sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who do you got with Cincinnati and Kansas City, my friend? Oh, Kansas City is the more complete team, yeah. Okay. Well, even with the points. What about with the points? Yeah, seven points. Kansas City minus seven. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, okay, okay then. Yeah, I think Cincinnati's a great bet for plus seven. And 
you brought up the point of, like, you think both quarterbacks are going to throw for 400 yards. I do. And I think the exact opposite is going to happen. I think both coaches, both offensive coordinators are like, we don't want to give this other guy to the ball. So we're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to set up short completion so the clock keeps running and both of these guys don't get the ball back and forth, back and forth, and score in 13 seconds over and over and over again. The Bengals are averaging 42 points a playoff game. They're going over. Okay. No doubt in my mind. All right. Also, total rushing attempts, whatever it is, take the under. <laughs> like I just I don't for a second believe it because this Cincinnati team to me seems like a team that's like, uh, hey, now that we're here, we're going to give you everything I got, and then there's going to be nothing left. Yeah, and part of that is actually trying to establish the run and running out the clock so Patrick Mahomes doesn't get the ball over and over again. And I'll repeat myself, score in 13 seconds. I'm taking the upset in the NFC as well, Van. Favored by three and a half are the Rams at home over under a 46. I'm taking San Francisco on the road. Also take the points. Also take the under. Take the drastically under. I think the Rams will be held in check by the San Francisco team, and I don't think San Francisco has it in them to blow anyone out. Uh, yeah, I, I got the Rams in this one pretty easy, and I know that sounds weird because this San Francisco 49ers team has beat them six games in a row. Mm-hmm. But I think the Rams have the superior roster. Matthew Stafford is so hungry to get to that next level that he's not going to choke. And as good as the Niners' defense is, they're not going to all the way stop the Rams' offense. But I'll tell you what, the Niners' offense, they didn't score against Green Bay, right. and the Rams' defense is as good or better at Green Bay. So I like the under, and I also like the Rams to win comfortably. Seven, eight, nine points. You're taking the Rams with the points and the under. I'm taking the 49ers with the points and the under. And it's, it's hard this time of year. It's hard to bet the over because this is the time of year that the refs kind of air quotes let the kids play. Right. So they get away with more holds. They get away with more hard hits. They get away with more defensive penalties downfield. So I think that contributed to it. If they play a super tight, officiated game, they're both going to hit the over. But I don't see that happening. Michael, what is your opinion on the Rams and the 49ers this upcoming weekend? Uh, the, if the Rams start uh, becoming physical with the 49ers, which they haven't been for the last year, they got swept by them this series, I think they'll win the game. I really do. They've got to get that run game going for Stafford to be real uh, productive downfield. There you have it. There you go. Big thank you to Kim Kirshen, who came out today with locker number 505. Big thank you to her for bringing to our attention the inaugural four-person golf scramble that locker 505 is throwing. That's going to be out at Sandia Golf Club. We will make sure to uh, give everyone all the information we can about that until it's absolutely filled up. And if you want to get in early with a little bit of a discount on your contribution to them, you can do that before the end of the month. Visit locker505.org for that information. Thank you to Blake Mitchum who came out. Obviously, we had a lot of fun talking to him and talking about what he's doing as a farmer insurance representative here in the community and yep. how he helps people. Tremendous individual, and he will be a part of that golf scramble that we just aforementioned. So super excited for this. Anything before we go, man? I'll tell you what, man. We talked about a lot of topics today. Yeah. And what we didn't cover, you can hear tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Love that. Lady Lobo's reaction, obviously, and they will preview the NFL weekend as well. 
Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.